I'm Matthias Spiegel. And I'm Ronald Donaldson. And welcome to an emergency episode of... But That's a Different Story. Where we bring you stories so time-sensitive, you'd think Morris Day had made his entire band cry. Speaking of blasts from the past, we've been digging through our archives and recovering some of our old stories. Literally. Our offices at the Empty Jar Network suffered a serious structural collapse due to the recent addition of the new Test Kitten. Yes, as it turns out, our office was supported completely by Yarnball, which could not withstand the tempered talons of the latest addition to the Empty Jar Network, Senor Scritches, host of the new Cooking by Cat spinoff, Meowxican Meals. But within the rubble, we uncovered some of our earliest stories, which we're re-airing for you here. So without further interruption, let's hear today's recovered episode, which we called Ponder the Responder. Hello, this is Ronald Donaldson. Today, we'll investigate the voice on the other side of the phone. No, not those sultry whispers from a 900 number or the digitally scrambled drone of my wife's kidnapper. Today, we'll visit a first first responder. The emergency phone operator. It all started one day as I was driving home from getting groceries at the Slop Shop, a warehouse in the Hunts Point section of the Bronx that sells discounted foodstuffs rejected by New York City public schools. I was coming off the BQE when I was trying to figure out the hands-free phone system of my smart car. As I was testing out which curses the system recognized, I hit a man rolling a hero cart across the street. The cart and the man lay strewn across the road. He didn't look good, but he was covered in delicious white sauce. I wanted to ask for the recipe, but instead I used my hands-free device to call emergency services. The man on the other end had a real turmeric of the earth quality. A brusque, tough New York accent you don't often hear. Luckily, I managed to capture some of our conversation. Can you elaborate? What kind of car accident? Oh, uh, what kinds are there? Was there a collision? Oh, yeah. And? And? Your vehicle collided into another vehicle? I don't know if you could call it a vehicle. Okay, sir, where are you located? Actually, can you tell me where you're located? I told the dispatcher I was a journalist, and his story intrigued me. He gave me his station's address, and I hastily left the scene. The dispatcher worked in Red Hook, a neighborhood far out in Brooklyn that juts out into the water. The Dutch name was Vlaktis van Duvel Möbelair, which roughly translates to Ikea Wasteland. I walked up to a nondescript government building on Dykeman Street to get the 411 on 911. There, I met Kevin O'Donnelly. He took me to his station, a desk with a computer and phone, both covered in white, dusty fingerprints from powdered donuts. On either side were similar stations with other operators deep into games of spider solitaire. From time to time, everyone took down information and related to the appropriate emergency services. Police fire department, hospitals, animal control, or monster energy drink trucks in case a party somewhere needed a hydro boost. Full disclaimer, Monster Energy, a subsidiary of Globex Multicore Defense Systems, is an underwriter of, but that's a different story. Monster Energy, unleash the monster within. Now in refreshing MDMA sweat flavor. 
Kevin sat with his don't ask me, I just work here mug in one hand and a pack of powdered donuts in the other. He wore a headset and warned me he would have to take emergency calls during our interview. Because crime, much like Michael Jackson, don't stop till it gets enough. So tell me, what's a typical day like for you? You know, I get in around 9, 9.30, 10, 10.30. Depends on the day. I grab my mug, I grab my donuts, I grab something else if you know what I mean. You know, start the day. Answering phones, uh, someone calls in, got an emergency, I, I, I help them out. How did you start to get into this line of work? Well, my father was a dispatcher. You took after your father. Did he give you any tips when you started? Never hang up the phone on someone if they're screaming or crying. Anything else doesn't matter. Not a real emergency. I see. Now, is that... It really cuts my calls in, like, half, I have to say. So you really just listen for the, uh, the, the screaming and the crying? Most of this job is a lot about judgment calls, right? Uh, I either say this person actually has an emergency or direct them to the proper authorities, or I say this person is pulling my chain, trying to get a rise out of old Kevin, and then f*** them. Because they're just, you know, boils my blood, I tell you what. <sighs> so what's your preferred salutation? Just a sec. 911, what's your emergency? Hello? 911, what's your emergency? I need ambulance. What's the problem, sir? I need ambulance for drive. Are you hurt? Is someone else hurt? No, no. I, I need ambulance for body. Do you speak English, sir? Yes, good English. Where are you located, sir? In cemetery. Which cemetery, sir? One with tombstones. Okay, and what's the problem? Why do you need an ambulance? Uh, business is slow. I have many opens. You have bodies? Excuse me? You bring bodies from ambulance? Fill holes? Uh, no? He's okay. I rent holes on Airbnb. Quiet neighbors, no bedbugs, just worms. Check out listing. What's the toughest call you've ever had? I imagine that a lot of people come in with dire emergencies. Uh, you must have heard some harrowing tales. What's the... What's the the toughest one you've heard. Okay, so I tell you, I got this one call right. Real foxy sounding lady. Kind of like a, a, a juicy, like a buttery kind of voice. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like that. Oh, and I had to make the judgment call. Do I listen to this sexy broad? Do I hang up on her because she's probably yanking my chain? I didn't hear no screaming. Or, uh, crying. It was just kind of like, oh. So, it was real tough, but I made the right call. And I stayed in line with her for about 40 minutes while she shaved her legs and told me what it looked like. That does sound harrowing. I like it. You know, a feminine leg. They're, uh, they're a sight to behold. And to listen to, I imagine. Oh yes, very much so. Kind of like a grasshopper when they rub their legs together. Oh, they keep coming. Hello? Hello, sir. What's your emergency? Hello, Doris? Sir, this is 911. What's the problem? Doris, is, is that you? Oh, how I have missed you. I'm so lonely now that you're gone. 
Sir, this is 911 Emergency Services. Oh! Oh, my. I, I'm sorry. I just hit the button. It must have been an accident. But now that I've got you, won't you tell me a story? Or just read me the paper? My eyesight's not what it used to. Mr. Lumpleister, I know that's you. Oh, who? We no. have you on caller ID, Mr. Lumpleister. I told you. I told you. Only to call if it's an emergency. Oh, dear. But, uh, uh, there's a man with a gun over there. Okay, finally. Where are you, Mr. Lumpleister? Telling me I've got to beware. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody, look what's... So New York City has its cast of colorful characters. Have you ever been on the phone with maybe someone nefarious, some kind of a serial killer who is maybe trying to capture you in a game of cat and mouse? Like Mousetrap? Like the game? It's uh, always, always, can never win, can never win that damn game. So have the other games been played? Maybe psychological games of the mind? Oh, well, I had once someone give me a bunch of riddles that they were reading out of a joke book. I did not find that very amusing, and I hung up on them almost immediately after I could not get any of the riddles right. Has there ever been a time when someone's called in looking for help, but maybe there was no time to get them to the police or get the police to them? Have you ever talked someone out of a dangerous situation? Well, actually, this one fellow did call. Uh, he was standing on a bridge. Uh, I think it was maybe the Brooklyn Bridge. And uh, he called me on his cellular telephone. And thank God he was crying, because otherwise I would have hung up on him and been like, what is this? So, he was standing there crying. I'm like, what's wrong, sir? Where are you located? Who's around you? What are you doing? What can you see out of your eyeballs? Textbook I questions. Oh, and he said, oh, I'm so sad. I'm so lonely. My wife doesn't love me. She's f***ing another guy. And I'm like, oh, so what? That happens to everybody. At least once. Maybe twice. And uh, Three times for me. Oh, that is so sad. So I'm talking this to this guy, and all of a sudden, he stops crying. I'm like, okay, my job here is done. And then uh, about two weeks later, they fished him out of the uh, Hudson River. What kind of people do you wish would just stop calling? Uh, mostly ones that are, you know, yanking my chain, pulling my cord grinding my gears and uh, just getting on my general nervous system. Um, basically anyone with that emergency. Skateboarding damn punks thinking they're so funny with their prank phone calls, their jerky boy accents and all that bull Ah, it gets me so mad. I just want people to be serious when they call me and show it through an emotion like crying or screaming. Is it possible to both scream and cry at the same time? Perhaps a wail? Absolutely, and it is by far the most satisfying tone I could ever think to hear from a person. It's instant gratification because I know that they're in all kinds of an emergency. It could be anything. So when someone like that calls, do you put them in touch with the police faster? It's usually a lot harder to figure out what the situation is in that point, in which I kind of have to play a lot of guessing games, so usually it takes a good 10-15 minutes longer to actually connect them to the proper response unit. So, like, 21 questions. Absolutely. 
So who gets there the fastest? The police, an ambulance, or the fire department? If you're talking about in the bedroom, it's gotta be those damn firefighters. Thinking they're so tough, but they can't last more than a minute. All that smoke kind of just uh, messes with the genitals. Kevin had to get back to work. While he didn't physically put out fires or stop bad guys or heal the sick, he did talk on the phone. And like a pimp with his call girls, Kevin told people where to go. Even that makes Kevin a hero. As for me, I found a killer recipe for hero white sauce with a bloody good secret ingredient. But that's a different story. (laughs) 